There's somebody behind you. Run! Oh, Eric was the main character, and he's going to get killed. <laughs> oh, we've only known me for ten minutes. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not connected. Uh, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> what else has he been in? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? You are one pathetic loser. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to the podcast where we discuss the best and worst movies from the 90s. This is Real 90. If you're going to spew, spew into this. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. What's your favorite scary movie? You can't handle the truth! On episode 7 of Real 90, we discuss the 1994 film Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. But first, let's introduce ourselves. I'm Nick Prince. Hi, I'm Eric Hunter. I'm Ricky Glore. And I'm Eric Hunter. <laughs> and I'm Eric Hunter. And I'm also Ricky Glore. I'm Eric Hunter. And no one's Nick Prince. Nobody. Who's no playing one. Eric Hunter tonight? <laughs> the part of Eric Hunter will be played by... Tonight's episode, Eric Hunter. the part Alan... of Eric Hunter will be played by... Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. I'm Eric Hunter. John McClane. Wow. That's the so, movie you pick for Alan Rickman, really? Die Hard? What do you want him to be? Uh, you don't pick Die Hard? Harry Potter? No. Oh, uh, Hans Gruber. I pick, I pick Snape. You pick whatever Snipe or Snape or Sniper? Snapper? Snape. No. Jawmouth Snapper? No, you're done. It's Snape. It's already getting out of hand. It's already getting out of hand. We just started. So, what have you been watching? Ricky. Just toss it out to anybody. What you've been watching? I watched um, last night on Netflix Bad Boys, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence uh-huh. uh, from '95, another '90s movie. I'd never seen it before, and I gotta say, I was really, really, really bored. Oh, really? I think it's a really bad movie. Oh, really? Yeah, I liked Oof, it. I thought that was good. The dialogue. I even like Bad Boys Two. Dialogue. Maybe Bad Boys Two is better. Because Bad Boys 1, too much Martin Lawrence. Way too much Martin Lawrence. And the dialogue's atrocious. The whole time I'm like, man, this wants to be a lethal weapon or kind of a diehard movie. And it is falling far from it. I did feel like they really so, pushed yeah. uh, Will Smith's character in terms of his dialogue. Because I think at that point he was still kind of the like the good guy uh, kind of character. Because of Fresh Prince and Independence Day... Mm-hmm. And they try to make him into like this badass character. It's I just don't think it's in his nature. No, he he's too serious. He's too serious about himself. And Martin Lawrence's character is too neurotic and just always fucking talking. It's like shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you don't you don't care about the villain. Martin. How are y'all feeling? Uh the the girl that was in it was pretty yeah. cute. Tia Leone, yeah, but she's annoying as balls too. I don't know. Sounds like you were just That's annoyed what it anyway. Like. I, I wanted, I wanted a dumb, I wanted a dumb, fun action movie, and like, I, I, I guess what it is. I mean, in my mind, I love the Lethal Weapons. I love Die Hard. I, I like Rush Hour a lot. Um, I like the Buddy Cop. Movies. It sounded like you were going into it expecting a lot. I guess I was because there was a sequel and because. Martin Lawrence has done a couple good well, movies. Later on, we'll uh, know that the sequel really doesn't mean at much. All. Ben, Ben. I didn't watch the sequel, though. I watched the first one. You should watch the sequel, then. And also, I watched um, X-Men 3, but that's continuing to what we've talked about before. 
Yeah, didn't you watch X-Men? Who was that? Who watched X-Men? I did. My brother. Was that you? Or? No. My brother and you I are, uh, watched all the X-Men yeah. movies. Yeah, I think the third was the worst of the series. Meh. What I, what I realized this time was, I mean, people hate the third because the way they handled the Phoenix story and also the way they kind of jumbled in Angel, which was another character that didn't need to be used, but he's a cool character, so people got pissed when he was underutilized. Um the different, a big difference between this one and the other two, Brett Ratner directing, terrible, but also that the script, when characters would say like an extra line in a scene, it was almost like a quip or a catchphrase or something, where in the first two movies, instead of saying that line, they would just be quiet and they'd, they would exude that same emotion just with like a reaction, like a facial reaction. Three bad lines. I, I mean, I don't, I don't know, man. I just think it was bad all around. I think the story was bad, and um, I mean, I could give two shits about the whole Phoenix thing because, as big as people make the Phoenix storyline out to be, it wasn't that prominent in the comics or even in the cartoon. I mean, it's it was just one of those things. It was like it was like a side story, but it was such a no. It was, was it big. though. It the Phoenix story, yeah the the Phoenix story one in the cartoon spanned like six episodes. That's thirty minutes at a time, though. I mean. Take six episodes and you turn them into six right, books. That's I mean, that's good. not that long. When you're considering, when you're consider, <laughs> when you're considering twenty-two minute shows that most episodes do not connect. I mean, the first ep- the first the pilot, and the second episode, Night of the Sentinels, that's a run. But like most of the episodes do not connect in that series right. from episode to episode. I mean, what people got pissed off by the way they handled the Phoenix story, but in the comics, one. The story's been retconned and right. changed a couple times because the X-Men go right. to space. And the Phoenix ends up killing a planet of people. Which Marvel later on with the X-Men story, they're like, well, we can't really have Jean Grey come back from being the Phoenix and it being okay if she killed a planet full of people. So we'll say that didn't happen. <laughs> Shh. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the worst nobody, the worst part knows. about the whole yeah, Phoenix thing was is they they like mentioned it, or there, there's that little um, nod to it at the end of the second one when you see the like the yeah, yeah. and it was like oh they're right. gonna do this Phoenix silhouette in the water kind of a thing. So Brian Singer was like fuck you now you got to do it in the next movie whoever picks right. this up yeah, after I me. mean that's it's like okay well we have now. to talk about it now. I, it seemed too forced for me. Yeah, it's a it's a big story and it's hard to do when. The uh, the main theme of the third movie is the mutant cure, saying that uh, yeah. being a mutant is a, mutant is a disease, and that makes the Phoenix story right. a B plot because that takes over as your A plot. And the Phoenix story, you either got to go all or nothing, and you also cannot kill off Cyclops. We did not need another Wolverine, story right? Yeah, line, which we inevitably got because it was about Jean and Wolverine. I mean, I can understand why they killed off Cyclops because it's very it's a shocking scene. To see one of the main Yeah, characters. and also he was doing Superman Returns. Well, right, but, you know. No, I agree. Story-wise, <laughs> when, when, yeah, when you Superman? kill off a main person like that at the beginning of a movie, as an audience member, you're like, oh, it's no holds bar. What the fuck's going to happen? Like Drew Barrymore getting killed in Scream. You mean at the beginning of the movie? Yeah, because when Scream came out, she was, uh, she was listed as one of the main three actresses of the movie. No one knew that she was going to get killed off. They thought she was going to be a main star of the movie. It's like Psycho at the beginning of that. Janet Lee's character gets killed in the first 20 minutes, and that blew audiences oh, that away. 
that doesn't really do anything for me. I mean, if I if I've just met the character and they die, like that just seems like throwing trash out the window. Yeah. I mean, that's not that big a deal. But I mean, even if they're a big big time actor, yeah. I mean, there's how right there's tons of movies oh, where like Emilio Estevez in Mission Impossible. Yeah, or uh, uh, what's his face? One. That one got me when I first saw Mission Impossible and I saw Emilio Estevez die in like the first fifteen minutes. I was like, "What the hell? Are you serious?" Yeah, and, this is right off of Mighty Ducks, Emilio. So you didn't. How does he even? It. I know how he dies. Like I've seen the movie, but why does he die? That the elevator. What spikes. elevator has? What what elevator yeah. has? Spikes? Uh, they weren't spikes. I thought they were like arms, like, um, like to hold on to the elevator. No, to stop it from smashing up into the ceiling. So it just impales the elevator? No, it's they're like um <laughs> stop. You can only go to the top floor once. No, you stopped it, it. You destroy the whole elevator. No, it's like a spring, like when they hit it, it slowly starts to uh, I mean they made it look like it was some weird booby right. trap like spike thing. I don't know, like that doesn't do anything for me. Like I don't look at the 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 actors playing the characters, it's my involvement with the character, not with the actor. You know, like that. They usually build up the character a little bit. In Scream, I kind of feel like you have to think that this chick's going to die. But like Jeff Daniels in Speed, I had no idea yeah, he was going to get yeah, killed. Yeah, that's another one. That. Why? You have no connection to the character. Because he dies in the first 10 minutes so, of the movie. It was like 20. It's still surprising. I don't know. Well, like Scream is a slasher movie. And it's like, people are going to get killed. The movie's going to be about body counts. So I don't think Drew Barrymore's death is as surprising. But, like, Emilio Estevez and Jeff Daniels, where it's kind of like, Speed is, you think, maybe end up being a buddy cop movie or something. You're kind of taken aback when he gets... See, when I watch, like, horror flicks and and scary movies, I want it to be a no-name actor or actress as the lead role. Or usually it's when they're a lead, it's a known actor, and they're the lead person. Then you kind of go into it thinking, well, they're probably going to make it all the way through the movie. Like, there's... Even when they're putting into tense situations where you think they're going to die, you're in in the back of my mind, I'm just like, ah, they're probably going to find a way out. Because they're not going to kill off this multi-million dollar actor right in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Well, they either are going to kill them off in the first 10, 15, or they're going to right. live throughout the whole movie. I don't know. I just don't think that way. Like, I don't... I, I mean, I, yes, I do think that the actor brings a lot to the character, but that's about it. Like, other than that, like, I don't put stock into a famous actor if the character dies in the first 10 minutes. It's like, I don't even know who this character is. And then being a famous actor doesn't do anything for me, so I'm... Maybe it's just me. But going the way where it's, if they are the famous actor, do you, even if they are put in those tense situations, do you, in the back of your mind, just go, well, they're probably going to live anyway, because they're a famous actor. No surprise ending should come to you as a surprise if you're paying attention and picking up the clues. You know what I mean? If it's written the way, if it's written correctly. You can still be surprised. Well, if it's what. Uh, Sixth Sense? I don't know. There was a lot of clues, man. There were a I ton think it's of kind clues. of a. Uh, I don't know. He gets yeah, shot in the mean... chest. In the first five minutes of the movie, a little interesting. And Stomach. they never touch back on that? I mean, come Stomach. on. Stomach. Come on! I don't know that he's dead. Yeah, I'll be totally honest with you. I get, I didn't no, pick up no. on the clues, and I was totally I shocked at the yeah, end of that much. movie. And now, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. It's it's If you can pick up on it, I think that's bad writing, because they're giving away the ending before they get to the ending. It should be a surprise ending. That's what films should be. You should have an, you, Everybody should be blown back at the end of the movie and when it's a surprise ending. There's a lot of movies that I, I've encountered where I'm, I think the movie's okay as I'm watching it. I think it's okay. And then I get to the end, and if the end really doesn't deliver, I'm like, wow. A good ending could have made me feel a little differently about this movie. 
but a bad ending really makes me hate this thing. All right. And I and I think Sixth Sense is good because the ending luckily is a good ending, but I also enjoyed the movie a lot. It just happened to be the ending is what people are talking about because so many people were duped. Yeah, I get that, but I mean, like, okay, maybe not so much as in you figure out what the ending is before it happens for, like, a surprise ending, but it puts you on guard mm-hmm. to say, okay, something's not right. Something's up. Right, like, that. that is good writing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, you, you, the audience is intrigued at a certain point in the film. Yeah, like, because when I was watching Sixth Sense in the theater, and he gets shot at the very beginning of the movie, and then suddenly they act like nothing ever happened, and they never talk about that scene like halfway through the movie i'm like whatever happened about him getting shot like why did we just dude, stop we made, that dude we made a pact we made a pact no one is good when dude when he comes in the don't room, say anything he's be at that party tonight don't say anything. he walks in he's got a he's hyper got a giant hole in his chest straight through it's like oh hey yeah you have some blood on your shirt accidentally gets a ketchup yeah ketchup stain on his chest Oh my god, man, it looks like you've been shot in the chest. <gasps> I said it, didn't I? Silence. You know what my favorite Christmas song <laughs> is? Holy Night. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh. Shot through the heart and you're to blame. That's funny. Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. All right, what'd you watch, Hunter? Uh, I watched the new remake Americanized version of Old Boy. Old Boy? Old Boy. I saw the Japanese one. Yeah, it's the same movie. I mean, they they change it a little bit. Is it? Um, Even the twist? Right. Well, they they pack on the twist big time. Because, like, if you've seen the original Japanese version, they -hmm. completely crush that at the very beginning with uh, when when he's stuck in the room. Nick, have you ever seen Old Boy? Any of them? Old Boy. Old Boy. Not Young Boy, but Old Boy. Old Boy. I can't even see it. Old Boy. Not a sequel. Oh, there it is. It's one word. Spike Lee directed. So you saw the, the one with Josh Brolin, the with new Josh one you Brolin. saw, right? Well, I mean, I've seen yeah, both for the remake. Yeah. Remake, I mean, yeah. yeah. So no, I have not. Okay. Seen it. So spoiler, if Hold you want to say man, that, if you want to say the twist, say the twist. I'm just saying, I would rather not speak I'm, in ambiguity. I'm not going. The role to. of Eric is played by it. Eric tonight. <laughs> anyway, um, so the whole movie is about this main character. Uh, he's a complete piece of shit. Uh, just one of the worst human beings you could ever think of. And suddenly he gets kidnapped. And thrown in a what appears to be like a hotel room um, for oh, okay. twenty years, without any explanation. Does this does this take place in like the U.S. or is this in another country? Well, I mean, this one takes place in the U.S. The remake, anyway. Okay. Um, okay. Um, for no reason whatsoever, he gets fed three times a day. He gets a TV that he can he can watch. Uh, there's a shower, that kind of thing. Um, but he literally lives in this room day okay. in and day out for twenty years without any explanation as to why. So um, if you can kind of put yourself in that position, you obviously become attached to the room because that is now your world. Uh, So there's a lot of really cool scenes of him trying to, you know, keep his sanity for the most part. And, um, and one day he is able to find his way out and they let him go. And he just kind of wakes up in the middle of nowhere. One day after 20 years. Mm-hmm. Right. So the whole plan is to try to find out what's going on with him and why he's been stuck here for 20 years. And he's going through all the people he's pissed off in his entire life. Like he's got a giant list that, you know, and it's kind of funny. There's a really good scene. Well, in the American version, anyway, of him and his old uh, high school or college or school buddy. Um, 
and he's introducing him to the internet of like Google searching people and like how computers work and stuff like that because it's been 20 years. Um, so he has no idea what any of that means. So like that's really that whole scene's really neat. So anyway, uh, the guy who puts him there actually comes out and says, "Yeah, I'm the one who put you there for 20 years. I will give you 10 million dollars, um, a confession." that I'm the one who killed your wife while you were stuck in the the room or whatever uh, that I framed you for, and I'll kill myself in front of you with a bullet to the head if you can answer two questions as to who I am and why I put you in there for 20 years. So the whole story comes with him and this girl that he met um, to figure out why he's become or why he was sewn into the room for 20 years and who this guy is. Uh, so after a bunch of deliberation and running around and talking to people, you find out that uh, the guy who put him in there, or the villain, um, when they were kids, the main character saw his sister banging his da- her dad. Okay, you with me? The main character saw his sister banging That's his dad. different from the original. Banging his dad. Yeah, it's a little bit different than the original. Okay. That's, um, the, this one the actually makes such, a little it, bit more sense. Is it the original, gross? it yeah. was the original was it was the guy, the villain, and his sister. Oh, so there were okay. The villain, and then the main character—they're all at like a prep school, and the main character, Josh Brolin, who obviously not played by Josh Brolin, told people that, and it got around that this dude was fucking his sister, and then his sister ended up killing herself. So in retribution, right, the villain. That's why he put him in the prison for 20 years. But so wait, so Josh right. Brolin. So they end up moving to somewhere in Europe, like Luxembourg or something like that. Okay. And the dad and the family couldn't get away from the whole incest, uh, you know, fall from grace ordeal. So the dad goes around, kills the entire family, except for the son. Like he shoots him right in the chest, but he still survives. The dad kills himself. Yeah. So the the huh. the sounds like another movie. So the line oh, makes wait, more sense in this one because it was the dad banging the daughter, and the girl that's running around trying to help the main character out is actually his daughter too, but he doesn't know it because it's been twenty years. He hasn't seen her in twenty right. years, and he's been banging her the whole time. So Ugh. he sets up the entire this entire operation just so he can share that moment with him of that. You know, that incestual love and all of that bullshit. But the neat thing that they do in the... But so why does the villain... Sorry, I'm not seeing why, because, like, I understood the connection of why the villain did it to the main character, old boy, in the original. What connection does the villain have to... So Josh it's the Brolin's dad and daughter connection. And had sex with his daughter. Okay. On both sides. And the villain was also a part right, of the yeah. whole family incestual sex. And he liked it. He felt like it was a bonding experience with the family, something that they only shared. But no, so so he's, he's related to Josh from the family. Well, I mean, he's part of the family that from way back when, when the when he caught the the dad and daughter. It's the son of the two. So that makes sense. Am I not making any sense right now? No, I'm not. I'm so looking. I'm confused now. I I, I mean, I get the ins- Yeah, I'm, I'm- no, you're not. How is, how is the villain? connected to josh brolin's dad what? no 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 josh brolin is the one who caught the dad and sis- the dad and daughter banging okay and he's the brother of the sister they belong to the villains right Who's no he belongs they belong to, the, to they belong to the villains family. is josh brolin the brother of the sister that was getting banged yeah oh okay 
Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I thought he, he was related say, to the sister, and that brother, was his dad. He kept on saying sister and dad. And anyway, why? <laughs> oh, I man. think you should just cut this whole, whole part out. Just keep it all in, man. That's the beauty of this. <laughs> um, so anyway, but the neat thing oh, that man. they do with the American version, yeah. that if you had seen the Japanese version, they keep it a secret that he's her daughter throughout the entire movie. Okay, and then it's the big reveal at the very end. But in the American version, they actually play a kind of like an Unsolved Mysteries TV show where it's always about him and the him being framed of killing his daughter and they interview the daughter. But the daughter on there is an actress that they hired for 20 years to portray Josh Brolin's daughter on TV. So he thinks... That this is his daughter, where in reality it's just an actor. Which is why he's got no qualms with banging this 23-year-old when he meets her. Oh. So, like, when I'm watching it, I was like, huh? I was like, I wonder if this will be the same thing. And then they're like, oh, no, here's his daughter. And they got to see his daughter and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know what they're going to do with this then. Because, you know, like most um, American remakes the Japanese film, they always change things. Because it's either uncouth or... Um, just doesn't make sense in the American culture. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's I imagine that's how it would be with any other country. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. Films. So I was yeah. I was really surprised that they stuck with the whole incestuous love triangle family thing. Um, but well, that rings true in the U.S. So up, I mean, the farther south you go, is what I'm told. It's a little bit. There you go. Man. <laughs> There just went all of our southern viewers. Oh, damn it. All one of them. Just that. What? So anyway, after all of that bullshit, uh, the movie's okay. And it, I, I like some of the things that they changed to alter the story to make it a little more interesting if you've seen the original. Uh, one of the greatest scenes in the, in the Japanese version, or the first version rather, um, when he goes back to find out, to try to find connections of who put him there, there's a... There's like two or three really long, steady shots of him just beating the shit out of like 80 guys. And it's like super intense. And it's really fun to watch because how well it's choreographed and, um, you know, the, the whole steady shot. I'm always a big fan of the, the steady shot if it's done right. And they try doing that in the in this new version and shot. it just doesn't feel right. Like the... the, the They're trying to pay homage to the old Right, movies. yeah. Like it's... It, yeah. It's the hall. Okay. It's the hallway right. So, scene, right? When he comes. Yeah. Back so, to the like, place. to me, like, it wasn't gritty enough. It didn't really give you the sense of like how fucked up and screwed up this place really is. Like, because it feels like just like a regular motel, and it's like no, like it needs to be a little bit more gritty. Like these guys, you know, because the whole operation they're being paid to do like one particular set of actions. They don't know who's paying them. Except for the fact that they're getting paid, and all they know is that oh, I just got to push this button once a day, kind of a thing, you know. So is he the he's the only one in like the hotel, right? No, no. There. Well, at towards the end, I mean, is this like a whole like yeah? Uh, towards uh, the end, you find out there's like this? forty people in forty different rooms, all put in so there the whole... for different times for different reasons. It's just like this big, really. Yeah. So like, it's kind of neat. It's kind of like the 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 cube idea, where yeah, a bunch of people just got together and put this idea together and then they kind of forgot why they did it. And then somebody with money was like, you know, if you got this available, I can, I can pay you to slap this dude in here for X amount of years. So yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. 
Yeah, it's uh, my wife didn't like it. So, yeah, she was like, I'm not surprised. Well, I mean, which one do you suggest to watch? What? Do you suggest the uh, the Asian version? Just the Japanese the all in version? subtitles. Yeah, yeah. So if you're okay with subtitles, I, I in terms of yeah, I'm cool uh, with cine- uh, cinematography, I would definitely go for the Japanese version. I'd much rather watch subtitles than them try to put English language over their like moving mouths. Oh yeah, that's like, really that, bad. That <laughs> bugs the crap out of me. Just keep it yeah. in Japanese and let me read subtitles. Right. Uh, but yeah, if you're looking for a better cine- cinematography, uh, yeah. would go for the Japanese version. But you know, if you want something that's a little bit more localized, that it's um, the writing's g- good. I mean, just for the story, but. Um, I don't know. It's it's a it's an acquired taste. Like the, I would think the majority of the population would not like it, just due to the issues and the tones that it discusses and shit like that. So both versions are just all well, both, both versions? versions, yeah. But I mean, yeah, 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 okay. So it's the violence and the incest that I would think would turn people. Yeah, the, oh, yeah. The violence on. is uh, the <laughs> violence is pretty intense. There's a lot of gore. They they definitely he definitely didn't hold uh, Spike Jones definitely didn't hold back when it came to. Like the fight scenes and stuff. Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Spike Jones. <laughs> Spike Lee. Spike I don't know. Jones. Spike Jones directed Just her. Shit up. So, Nick, what about you? All right, Nick. What did What did you watch? I've been on a. Uh, I bought a. Uh, this was a long time ago. A trilogy pack with. Uh, it's a. I guess it would be considered a Bill Murray, Harold Ramey, with Groundhog Day, Ghostbusters, nice. and Stripes. Uh, so I, I watched Ghostbusters and Groundhog's Day so far. So I have Great Stripes movies, to watch. Man. Is that Is that in respect of Harold Ramis? Uh why would happen? Not real. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't know why I'm. I just maybe, but uh, I just saw it on yeah. the shelf and wanted to watch it. I really wanted to watch Ghostbusters, and it just happened to be in that pack. And really, it was just I was too lazy. I watched it up in my bedroom, <laughs> so the trilogy's been yeah. sitting up there. So I'm just too lazy to take it down. So Might you didn't well have Ghostbusters beforehand? Man. No, I bought Ghostbusters oh. in that pack. Sorry. Dude. I bought that. I bought it quite some time ago. Probably like. Yeah, I think I was with you when you ago. bought it. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if I got a, like a yeah Best Buy or something like that. I bought it new. I know that. It's a good. It's a good trilogy pack. I like it. Well, and I think I was there when you bought it because you said because there was the two pack of Ghostbusters one and two, or the three pack which was about the same price of Stripes, Groundhog's Day, Ghostbuster one, and you were like, I don't like Ghostbusters two, and I really I like never Stripes a fan. and Groundhog's Day. I mean, I, it's all right, but I I like I'll take Ghostbusters oh, yeah. over Ghostbusters two any day. Oh yeah. I think I, I kind of, which is weird, I kind of like, it turned me off when I saw the Statue of Liberty walking down the street. With the like, NES right, advantage? That's, <laughs> yeah. But I guess I can take a gigantic Stave Puff Marshmallow Man. But yeah. but the Statue of Liberty, God. <laughs> where I well, your love keep lifting me high. Yeah, I would say so that good. Stripes was probably yeah. the, the weaker of the three. That's a- yeah, it's definitely early eighties. Yeah, I mean, it's you got very, a very cast, dated. But the ending, like it's stripes. It's funny because they're both army movie. But uh, Full Metal Jacket and Stripes are very similar to me in the case of I know the first forty-five minutes of both of those movies very well. But the endings, you forget every time I watch either one of them. I never remember the ending. Yeah, it's like at two all. movies slapped together. Yeah, I don't remember the ending of Stripes. Yeah. It's weird. I think it's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, we super so. weird. Maybe that was a poor one to watch last, but oh god, oh seems weird. Oh god, probably is that all you watch? Um, and and the movie you picked this week about well, the, I wouldn't say that I watched it, but you know that's when I finished it. It was on. <laughs> while I was I masturbating would say it raped me to Asian midget porn. What? 
What? To one scene in particular. <laughs> Not even to the titties. There was the titties balls. in this movie? I don't remember that. What? Yeah. There was. Disgusting ones. Hey. They're titties. Well, before before we get to that, before we get to that, let's go to a nice little we uh, get kids commercial. <laughs> it's Nerf! It's Nerf. Or nothing. Oh, Nerf. That's a Nerf, right? Nerf. Schnerf. What's better than hitting the mall? Hitting it with a Nerf slingshot. Allow us to demonstrate proper usage whilst you frolic. Locate target. Babe alert. Target located. Consequently, we can hit on them. Long distance! You gotta love it. Like we love mines? Definitely. Not! The Nerf slingshot. Because it's Nerf or nothing. Phantasm. The delusion of a disordered mind. A phantom. A spirit. A ghost. For most of his life, a young man has been pursued by a sinister force. Welcome back. Saw a nice Nerf commercial and a uh, the trailer for Ricky's pick this week. Ricky, why don't you tell us what the pick? The movie is Phantasm Three or is Phantasm Three: Lord of the Dead, released nineteen ninety four, written and directed by Don Cascarelli. This movie brings back a hundred percent of the main original cast: A. Michael Baldwin, who was replaced by James Lagrosse. By playing Mike Pearson in the second movie, A. Michael Baldwin comes back to reprise his role as Mike. Bill Thornberry, who was absent from Phantasm II, reprises his role as Jody. And of course, Reggie Bannister as Reggie and Angus Grimm as the tall man returns. Phantasm III, Lord of the Dead, only got a limited release to theaters in 1994, even though it had a big budget from Universal Studios. It ended up being, though, one of the highest grossing straight-to-DVD straight-to-video movies of all time. Phantasm 3, Lord of the Dead. Okay, next week's show is... (laughs) Yeah. Hey! Uh, So I'll start. Um, When I saw this movie, my dad, you know, my brother and I have had this conversation of how ethical or good it was that my dad, his stepdad, exposed us and showed us a lot of horror movies that he probably shouldn't have, considering the age we were. I grew up on the Nightmare on Elm Street movies um, and the Phantasm movies because he was a, a fan, pardon the pun, of them uh, growing up. And I remember, if anybody knows the 
the grocery store Kroger's, they used to have in Highland Heights, they had a little video section. And in 94, the Phantasm 3 poster got put up there for the movie. And Phantasm 2 the, came out in 1988. And when that poster came up saying it was going to come out in 94, we were jazzed. Very excited that it was going to come out. I know, we didn't get... The only yeah. ones. We were like, yeah! No, it was one of the highest grossing straight to video movies of all time. You're just screaming in the middle of Kroger. People are staring at you. (laughs) Are you okay? (laughs) So we were excited about it. And when it came out, we, of course, rented it, um, watched it, enjoyed it for the reasons of, as I remember then, and it's the same as now, number two is my favorite. Number one is great because of how original it is and kind of creepy with being a low-budget 1979 movie. And it's very weird. Like, no... Yes. Not even Don Cascarelli, I think, can sit down and tell you, all right, this is what this series means. Because I think he's making it up each installment. But I gotta say, I love how, no matter how many years pass between movies, that the movie opens with a recap of what happened at the end of the last movie. Making it feel like these... Which I really... Like, the series is just, like, one long movie. Regardless of how disconnected and maybe not... Because it's not at all. I'm in it immediately. Like, this movie is not explained at all. Which mm. probably helps someone who's... Yeah. No, even the first one. Which which I really like, when going back to what you said about how every movie... Op- obviously, but the first one. But every movie opens with the ending of the it's last It's just static. One, what? <laughs> what is it referencing? This is where we left off on Phantasm Zero. This old, silent movie. <laughs> yeah. Because I think you probably showed... I'm guessing you showed me Phantasm 2 when we were little... Since that's your favorite, unless it was Phantasm, either one, I I didn't like it. But Phantom, I liked how it 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 recapped too because I've never seen any of these movies. This is right. the only one I've seen all the way through. So not that it really explained anything. I kind of picked up where two was left off, but still, like as Eric said, there was. I have no idea what the story was in this one. I get I get that mm-hmm. that uh, uh, well, Jody, the oldest brother supposedly at the end of one, died in a car accident. Yeah, so the whole first movie is, which is the definition of phantasm, is an illusion, something imaginary. So you're led to believe at the end of the first movie that Mike created this tale, because his brother's raising him, that all this bad stuff happened, that the tall man came to this town and killed his brother because he couldn't cope with the idea that his brother died in a car accident. But then you find out at the end of the first one that's not true. It's not but a That dream. doesn't help, though. It, it, it did really happen, <laughs> or so you think. I'm not saying that excuse... I'm not saying that excuses okay. the rest of the series. Um, I, I I don't know. This, to me, is... I think he was going for okay. uh, very Evil Dead 2 and also the movie The Reanimator, kind of the fun, funny <laughs> horror action movie. Yeah, and that's where I was about maybe... Which a lot of... I don't know, 15, 20 minutes in, I was like, I'm going to stop watching this as like a scary horror movie because, one, I'm not scared. It's Yeah, it's gory right. a little bit, but it's really horrible, cheesy uh, effects. So so when the kid threw, brought out the, the Frisbee with the razor blades on it, I was like, I'm just going to laugh now. I'm going to find humor in as much as i can from this movie because they're not even taking themselves seriously and then i didn't laugh <laughs> then you couldn't not once humor. like the turtles movie they're trying to find where the money is you're trying to find where the humor is um well the whole kid scene since you brought that up i mean i think this is definitely the movie was filmed in 93 coming off the heels of i think this is funny is it's spoofing the home alone movie yeah that's what up. i thought yeah and that 
Yeah, I, I caught a lot of that. If you're going to do this stuff to people, they're not just going to get boo-boos and ouchies. You can fucking kill somebody. Right. This was like the rated R version of Home Alone, or how Home Alone really yeah. would have been in real life. And I think the little kid's a good actor, Kevin Connors. A tomahawk to the head. Yeah. Sad to say, I think he was the best actor in this movie. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd put my salt into that, too, yeah. I mean, I guess the tall man was, I mean, but how hard is it to play an evil character it's not that hard to play an evil character because whatever you do the audience just accepts it oh he's evil so that's how he would act everybody else actually has to act before i get it before you guys get into what you thought of the movie which i'm sure is going to be negative um i met angus graham in 1992 at a convention with my dad so i was seven years old and my uh my dad said to him was like oh can you can you say boy to him like kind of outside of my earshot and Angus Grimm turned to me and did the crooked eye thing. He went, boy. And I was, I shit my pants. <laughs> like, because he. <That's> disgusting. <laughs> well, I love the fact that he is a horror icon. That, like, Robert England brings a lot to Freddy Krueger. But anybody who plays Jason or Michael Myers or people in masks. Angus Grimm is scary. Like, without makeup. Like, he just exudes yeah, I'll give him Just that. Yeah, scary presence. The, he looked the part that he was. I mean, he yeah, he looked he looked scary. But I wasn't a as every all the reviews say like amazing, mysterious, tall man. I just wasn't. He was not that. I wouldn't put him that high on a list of a scary, scary person. Not even with the spheres. The spheres, I could care less. Oh, this balls is so cool. flying around. Yeah, the spheres were just, they were just too cheesy for me, especially when they were doing the whole. It's actually a brain inside, and it's. You know, it's controlled and it's, um, you know, it's an actual living thing. I was like, I don't. So that's his way to see into the real or because um, he's in another Most of the time, yeah, another dimension. Right. And these spheres are from actual he, grave, yeah. grave, grave robs or whatever. <laughs> his minions, his Jawas go out and dig up these things. And then he just right. takes the brains because puts the, them in ja- the spheres and the then Jawas those get released in the real world. Brain. And those are his eyes They're in the real world, right? They're just drones to do whatever he needs to do. And he puts their brains, yeah, in the spheres. They're the ones that he takes the... So they originally were dead people. He took the brain out of them and then... So they, they, originally, were, into, uh, they originally were dead slaves. people, which are, it's shown in the first movie. And maybe in the second, that he sends... He puts in those black canisters from the first movie. And he sends to his world which basically like pressure cookers them because his world is, has a uh, extreme amount of humidity. So it shrinks them down. <laughs> yeah. It shrinks them down. He brings them out from that, sure does. takes out the brain, puts it in the ball. And as you said, it's his eyes and ears when he's not in this dimension we call earth. So is he an alien? So that's the thing you don't know. And with the, oh, it's, it's good extremely writing. coincidental, not, not, not planned. Um, that, the fifth movie got announced with a 16-year hiatus. After I picked this movie is when the fifth movie got announced. That's extremely coincidental. Um, and the reason why a fifth movie is coming out is a, a large amount of fans have been clamoring for it for a long time. Like five. Considering Angus Grimm's... <laughs> no, I, dude, I'm telling you, it was big news. Entertainment Weekly... <laughs> Entertainment Weekly are deafening. the trail. Like that—that's just not a spunk rag or whatever. Like, that's a pretty legitimate movie publication. Um, a lot of people want it to happen. Angus Grimm is getting up in age; he's eighty-seven years oh old. Oh my god! So like, make it before he dies. So that isn't—is that his? 
That is him well, in the movie. That's him in the movie. Part of the script, it, or part of the, the, the trailer, Holy it crap. looked like he they CGI'd the old, or the earlier version of him. What I think is really funny, though, in the trailer, though, he, he's bald, and he just, he looks <laughs> like he's a tall man. He might be an alien, but he still loses hair. Male pattern, yes. pattern baldness still <laughs> happens in his dimension. We're talking about Phantasm Five trailer to anybody listening, but yeah, um, I wish they would have given him the wig to make his. He got like a crown hair going around baldness. Yeah, like he doesn't. He shouldn't. Right, he shouldn't right, change. Right, right. And even he, Reggie looks fucking old. Like they didn't do anything for him either. It's thirty-five fucking years later from the first movie. These people are old. But anyway, the reason for the fifth movie and the reason why people wanted it is that Phantasm Four, released in 98, was supposed to be the last movie. It was supposed to be the explanation of who the tall man is. Why does he want Mike? What's this connection? What is he doing to the Earth? Is this Earth as we know it? And it didn't. Phantasm Four leaves more questions. It, um, it escalates a little bit more on what Mike is to the tall man, and also what the tall man is in Origins, but it doesn't explain like kind of this mission goal of why the tall man is attacking the world. Now, why is that, do you think? Why do I think it is? I can infer that from this fifth trailer release and things that me and my dad have talked about, and even my brother, is that he is maybe an alien as much as he doesn't come from our world. I think that the tall man is the rapture, and it's been good. the rapture doesn't happen in a, how many ever days that they say in the Bible. It happens over years. It happens over decades to wipe out the world and split the good from the bad. Um, so, and also in the second movie, the tall man kills a priest in the mausoleum. It's a really cool scene. He hangs him by his own rose beads. And he says, when you die, do you think you go to heaven? No, you come to us. Okay. I was going to ask, because I'm not a religious person at all. I was going to say, are, were there any religious parallels to any of the other ones that you would get, come to that conclusion? That's so when it's always, well, it's the, in the mausoleum. Um, he's the caretaker. Just that character makes me think of that. And also the beginning of this movie, where the nurse, before she turns into a tall man pawn, she's telling Mike when he's in the coma, which he's been in for two years. I'll have to go to the light and all that. To go toward go to the light like that's fucked up but he goes to the light and normally when someone says go to the light light they think oh go to heaven let go don't you don't have to struggle anymore well he goes to the light and what's there waiting for him it's the tall man jody (laughs) jody it's sexy so well jody was there right but i'm saying is the tall man god and it's we perceive as what he's doing as being evil but is it that'd be a surprising ending yeah I think that's too that's too in depth for this series. No, I don't think it's not it's 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 not too in depth because I think they would try to do that, but they don't know how to write to make that work. They would just go right to it. So my biggest issue with this movie is the fact that this just from because I haven't seen any of them. Like I might have seen the first one, but it was so long yeah. ago. And it's, I'm in the same boat with you. Yeah, and it's so far out of my mind. I remember the sphere and the tall man, yeah. and that's about it. So. The problem that I, the biggest issue that I had with this movie is, is it's a soap opera. If you haven't seen one and two, you have no idea what's going on in this movie. Like, because you're very quickly introduced to these characters. There's a bunch of shit going on. I got ten to fifteen minutes of backstory from the, the from the the second one. It's like I, it's it's too fast of a roller coaster ride for me to really yeah. grapple on to yeah. anything. Yeah, I you know felt I mean? the ex- I felt the exact same way. I was 
that's I think that's probably why I just felt so lost. Like I I kind of get what they were doing. They were trying to rescue Mike, but then at the same time I was like, well, do they know about the? I mean, they know about the tall man, but is there is there a purpose to try to kill him, or are they? Is he just happened to be a distraction while they're trying to save Mike, or what's going on here? So maybe if I saw one and two, I would understand. And I'd get the backstory of the tall man more. So that's what I, I guess I was... Does this movie make you want to watch 1 and 2? Not really. Like, at all? No. Uh, it kind of makes me want to... See, I don't know. Like, if there were only three movies, then yeah, it would make me want to watch 1, 2, and 3. But the fact that there's... But the fact that there's going to be five? Like, I don't have that... Right. En- I don't have enough invested to watch five fucking movies. But what if... Because you know there's a fifth, and it's... It's supposed to be the final. You can kind of say, like, this is a bookend. It's not going to be Jason movies, which Jason movies don't have connecting stories anyway. They're just slasher flicks. Because there's a bookend, would that help you a little bit more with going, okay, I heard one is supposed to be uh, pretty inventive. I'll watch that. If I enjoy up to two, maybe I'll watch four and then watch five when it comes out to see whatever this whole end game was, if there is one. So I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna make a bet with you, Ricky, right now. You ready? Yeah, yeah. I will bet you twenty dollars. Witness that the fifth one is not a bookend. You think it's gonna to this be a whole new retelling of the story? No, I think they're gonna answer some things, but I think it's gonna be just like two and just like three huh? and just like four, where they actually bring up more questions. Know. In the series, than actually answer. Like I think they're going to lost it the entire way through, hoping that the fifth one actually wins out enough money for them to make a sixth one. I, that's what I think is going to happen. In my knowledge of the the series, and that they since they've been filming this one since 2012, they've been working on it. I mean, in realistic terms, since 2008, but they've really been working on it since 1998. Roger Avery even wrote a script. The guy who wrote Pulp Fiction with Tarantino where Bruce Campbell was going to be and he was going to be a, a general of an army and they were going to go after the tall men, like the last survivors of earth. I don't think that happened with this, but what I think is going to happen is they're going to try to tie up as much stuff as they can in this one. It's a new director, David Hartman. It's not Don Cascarelli. Cascarelli produced and co-wrote. There's someone else helming this. I think he is going to wrap it up, but then I think, Within two to three years, a major studio is going to reboot the first one. Is going to remake the first movie. No, that's that's not going to happen. Well, I only I only say that though because Don Cascarelli is helped make this fifth one because he said studios have been showing interest in remaking that. it, and he he didn't want to sell that. the franchise until he gave the fans a fifth movie. Who knows if that's true? I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Where does this originate? Does this come from a uh, a book or a comic book or anything like that? Or is it strictly started out in film? Started out in film. Don Cascarelli, um, the writer and director, wrote okay. it. He made a couple um, lighthearted kids movies before this. And there was a scene in his movie called Kenny, <laughs> Kenny and Company. <laughs> well, so all wow. those movies deal with kids. Quite the 180. Like you, before this dealt with young youth, which in the first movie, Mike is a 10-year-old. Because creepy or... Boarding on pedophilia at all? Didn't do anything. That's right. I forgot. How do you? I forgot that you hate kids, Hunter. Kids acting. That's right. Wait, wait. No, no. He just hates them in movies when they act like. Did you like the character of Tim in this movie, Hunter? Because he did not act like a kid. 
other than that the fact that he's a super creepy version of home alone yeah like he, i was all right with him like there was a couple <laughs> of things about him i didn't understand like the whole hit like i don't yeah. i don't care who you are or what time period it is or anything like that if you have a cuda you're not gonna let a seven-year-old kid drive this cuda it's not <laughs> going to happen like i completely lost respect to reggie when he was like, oh, yeah. yeah, here's the keys. Go ahead and drive. That's when you lost respect nice. for Reggie. Not the whole fact that he's been trying to tag that chick Rocky the whole movie. Just because there's no well, other no, chicks. I'm fine oh, with that. Like, it's God. a little weird. <laughs> well, they didn't meet Rocky. But, okay, right, so, right, here, so here's the other things that I have. Like, So starting out, because Mike disappears so quickly in the beginning of the mm-hmm. film, like we are stuck with Reggie as our hero, right? But he gets knocked out twice in the yeah. first, like, 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> he's, like, the worst. Like He's the worst hero of a movie I could even imagine. And you take that idea and you couple it on top of the typical creepy guy who owns a gas station. Oh, don't go there. Dude, you shouldn't drive through there. Well, that was in every town that he asked directions in. Oh, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. They're all gone. Like, come on, You know, man. Reggie's an ex-ice cream man, so that makes your kid pedophilia even weirder. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and the fact that he tucked his sweatshirt into his so boxers. That... I mean, come on. Really? <laughs> Who is going to tuck their sweatshirt into their boxers when they go to bed? Ice cream man. Mind-boggling. Ex-ice cream man. So so don't do that or no I don't know if oh I, I still in like I enjoy this movie for what it is even in the realm of the series I think outside <laughs> the four barrel shotgun is still sweet that scene where he shoots he doesn't it up in the use air, it so, until the little demon hands little demon hands that's like more than halfway through the movie no he uses oh well no is that well, I'm confused is because I, I kind of like didn't realize when the flashback from the second movie was ended. Is was no, it right the, to the hospital bed? Yes, because he does use it in the is, beginning. Um, but I don't as know soon as it, Mike puts his it, face up against the okay. first window, that's the A. Michael Baldwin replacing James Lee Gross because they had filmed that with James Lee Gross. So Reggie is looks like he's okay. dead at okay. the end of the second movie, which right. is kind of humorous but not meaning to be. In the third one, when he just has those little scratches on his face. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the second movie, you're like, oh, fucking Reggie is dead. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's warning them Damn that the... I pulled my quote and favorite scene from movie two then by oh. accident. <laughs> um, but so <laughs> when the, the car hits the tree and explodes and Reggie comes up and there's the little Jawas and he, he only has one shot left in the four barrel and he aims it in the air and he shoots. That was like my favorite five, scene. Yeah, five Jawas fall. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Another thing with the car explosions, they must have got a killing on dynamite because every time a car wrecks, there's so much fire. Well, there's so a Guinness record. Um, the hearse, the pink hearse that does all those rolls, that's stuntman Bob Ivy, and that is the most yeah. rolls ever filmed for a stunt in a movie. He was in the car. Was he in, he was in the car? And because of that, they let him appear as a couple Holy characters crap. in Phantasm Four. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Fun so, fact. Nick, though you download, you uh, you obtained um, Phantasm one, two, and four. You are going to watch them though before five comes out. 
be cutting your wrists at the end of it? Uh, yeah, I'll probably watch them. I'm not gonna by any means do a marathon. Yeah, I was gonna say at the end of one. Lord. How do you think this movie holds up to like an Evil Dead two? I I love Evil Dead two a lot better than this. I mean, I can see what the I can see what the movie was going for, but I think it's just you just don't think it fulfilled. No, because I, and I again I think it's because it's 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 a soap opera. Like if you haven't seen the the ones leading up to it. Regardless yeah. of the the first ten to fifteen minutes recapping, uh, Phantasm too. Like you just you you don't know who these characters are. You don't know what's going on, and like I was completely mm-hmm. like grasping at straws throughout the pretty much the entire movie because it's like I don't have a reason as to why the tall man is after him. Like I know that's the big thing, but like they didn't even hint at it, not even a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like they keep introducing these new elements to the movie, like the spheres and the Jawas right. and the dudes in gas masks. And it's like, where is all this shit coming from? And like, I get, not, I, mm-hmm. like, I don't need the explanation, like point blank in black and white, but I need something. Like, I need something to keep me pulling along. Because there clearly, there clearly is a mythology. Right. It's just not, you can't jump into it in the halfway point, or I mean, kind of halfway point of the third movie. Right, because the characters in the movie aren't surprised by any of these creations. Right, they've gone through this. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, they've been around this, and we're all surprised. So what do you guys, uh, to spoil the end, what do you guys think of when it gets to Mike, and he has a gold ball in his head, the same as the tall man had? What did you guys' understanding of that? Silver ball? No, he's got a gold ball in his head. The uh, the tall man at the end, once they freeze him, a gold uh, ball pops out of his head and chases them, and they put it in the uh, the cryogenics. We see at the end that the tall man cut open to Mike's oh, head okay. to show him that he had a gold okay. ball. Uh, I mean, I well. guess it was just he's he's either duplicating him. Maybe he's had enough. See, I don't really get why he's what's. So is he gaining power from all these? From everybody he kills, does he gain power? Every sphere he makes is that more power? It's never so explained. he's finally had like enough that, power. I mean, to I, where he's I, I see where you're going, and I, I kind of thought the same thing. Uh, like that, Mike is supposed to yeah. replace him. Like, like he he's finally gathered enough. Mm-hmm. He has enough power, or whatever. Enough but balls now. Is to make this another... also the reason why Mike is important to? Him. Yeah, he's Mike is supposed to, to replace him when him. he's done. It's either that, or he's the one that got away. So he he's never lost. See, that's what I infer. And he's very committed to his his. But why does he have a gold ball on his head? And the yellow blood. Well, the yellow blood is all the minions. Well, that make that, that's what he's saying. The nurse had it too. Well, it's embalming. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I mean, my I mean, this is explained a little bit more in Phantasm Four. Not to talk about a movie. We're that, never going to watch. We've done it already a little bit. That we're right. Well, Nick will watch. He downloaded the other ones. Um, he obtained. That's only because that's the only way to three. get. No. Well, you should watch three. it to, to figure out and see which. You, you should waste two is, hours of your life. Do you it, guys right? cannot. No, while I you're will. at it, put this needle in your arm. If you guys cannot dig this movie, <laughs> I think you guys should at least give one and two a try. The same to you, to Hunter, because I think this is one of the most inventive horror movie series. Ouch! That wow. there's 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 too many Jasons and there's too many Michael Myers, where it's just yeah like because they're good. Aimless killing. Yeah, that formula works. Are they? Yeah, they found the formula, so why not keep making those? 
I understand. I now I will give props to Phantasm and trying to be. Let's be creative. Let's be new. Let's go outside the box. They didn't have but the money to do it. And they sure as hell them. didn't have the actors to pull it off. Now there are. I'm not the type that like really enjoys those movies, but there are a lot of good horror movies that have a horrible budget. I mean, look at Evil Dead. Next to nothing budget and really, yeah, it was. It was done really well. I enjoyed Evil Dead. Camping in the Woods was written in two days. I really liked Evil Dead, but I liked Evil Dead because right off the bat, I knew what I was getting into. It was, they were able to laugh at themselves, and there was some humor, but there was some horror in this. So not seeing one and two, I didn't know what to, how to take Phantasm 3. I know it's not a comedy by any stretch of the imagination, but come on, that... The kid with the clowns and the knives, that is definitely... They, they were writ, wrote that for some land. I can see where Evil Dead 2 is easier to swallow when you're jumping into a sequel because Evil Dead 2 is a straight-up remake of number one with a little bit extended more movie. Yeah. Like, they basically rewrote one because there were some humorous things in one and they decided to make it more of a straight-up comedy. Yeah. I... I not to excuse this movie. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, if this were Hunter on a Predator 2, I wouldn't say, oh, watch Predator 1 and you'll get it. Like, I say watch Phantasm 1 and 2, and if it doesn't do anything for you, then stop. Then don't watch 4. But I think there's a reason, and if you search, these movies have a huge following for somehow they've connected with Oh, no, I know. Yeah. Yeah, so did My Little Pony. And this movie got a lot of really... Good reviews on mm-hmm. on IMDb. <laughs> Did From it? The f- Just like with My Little Pony. Well, but I mean, again, to Ricky's point, there are fans out there for There's this. This does have a fan base. So wait, what are your, uh, let's, any more thoughts of the movie, though? Like, at the end, were you guys, oh, I'm glad this is over. Did the cliffhanger ending do anything for you guys? I mean, I saw it coming, only because I knew there was a four and a, well, now a five, so. Right. I knew it probably wasn't going to be that easy. Let's throw him in the free. Sorry, spoilers if you haven't seen a movie from the '90s. But let's throw him in. The, <laughs> put him on a put him on a spear and throw him in the freezer. I would have been really disappointed if that's how that that's after well, three movies. He it hates took him cold, that but clearly it doesn't out. matter. Oh, he hates cold. Right. Let's just freeze him. That, that would kill anybody. He gets out of it like it's no big yeah. deal. So, yeah, apparently it doesn't well, matter. Well, if you see from the beginning whatever. of the second movie, yeah. at the top of this movie, you know that that isn't going to do anything. Because how does he come back from the from the second movie? Another version of him from another yeah, I dimension think there's literally just out, a, picks up his dead body yeah, and throws it. There's a dimension it. of Tallman, so it's not... He's replicated himself so many times. Right. I'm sure he can just... T- one of those spheres can turn into him. Well, you guys, so, you guys touched on saying um, bad special effects. That's, uh, I mean, besides the overall review of the movie, I'm disagreeing with you guys on that. I have to really disagree on the special effects because I thought the physical props were fantastic. The fact that the silver sphere, spheres are done with a fishing line and being thrown around a corner, I think they like. I can't. I can't see fishing lines. I didn't. Okay. I didn't mock knock the Hunter special did. effects. Like, just for the record. I, I said the I said the car explosion I thought was yeah over the and, top and, and exaggerated like and funny enough in the fourth wasn't movie, very realistic Reggie helps this girl out of a, a car wreck and as they're going away from the car uh, she's the like classic explosion well she says she's like oh I always thought cars exploded and Reggie says that only happens in the movies womp 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 
And then it blows and up. And then it blow up. <laughs> yeah. But and um, she's dead. <laughs> and no, she lives and it's she's got a great death. But um <laughs> I actually thought I mean this movie she's was She's got not, a great death. <laughs> this movie was not a small budget. This the second movie was had a budget of three million dollars produced by Universal, went to theaters. Universal produced this movie for two point five million dollars. So only five hundred thousand dollars less. Um I actually think this movie looks pretty decent. There are a couple of times that the sets, I think, look a little little off in the mausoleum. But as far as, like, the spheres, I think they look good. They're just shiny balls, Ricky. Mm. But to keep but to keep the... I wasn't really... Uh, I thought it was... That mausoleum yes. looked... Ru- I mean, a little did bit, it, yeah. Did anybody else, did it look like the ma- mausoleum was run down and out of business for... <laughs> exactly. Or no? That is a bad, yeah. Okay, so, like, so huh, why does it have state-of-the-art cryogenic freezing bays in the bo- in the basement? Right. Right. How do you just cut off a head? You don't solderize or anything. And there's no just like, but oh, anyway, we'll just freeze just these heads. Spheres. Like, you have to maintain They're that mirrors. stuff. You're filming mirrors on fishing line. How hard can that be to keep your camera out of those spheres when you're filming it straight on? There you go. Exactly. But who notices that? You were looking uh, for that. Fun fact, if you notice a tracking shot of the sphere, the black dot in it, that's the camera. It's not like... Well, yeah, no, I, I get that. There are some other shots, too, where it's... Like, Reggie was... When he's in the mausoleum laying on the ground, and the, mm-hmm. the it's just him, and that sphere shows up. They show a shot of the sphere, and in the reflection, you see two people sitting on the wall. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't looking for that. But, I mean, yes, watching movies and 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 doing some of them like i am right. gonna watch for the behind the scenes the goofs and the mess right. like they're shooting into a mirror, I, I just so think that i, I like seeing more physical props than the special effects cgi it's good uh, props and i i usually that's like again the evil dead movies i really appreciated those yeah. movies for doing just spending the time to build the physical props because in the long run it costs the same right. or less than cgi but it takes more time right no, I remember seeing that when you showed me the movie the for the first time when we were probably, I don't know, 10, 11, maybe younger. But when the sphere went in the person's head and then a fountain of blood just comes out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool for the first time I, I saw that. I, and then that another cool. reviewer remarks that watched, that reviewed Phantasm 3 was the scene where the black girl gets killed in the mausoleum and the ball scene happens. It's like, yeah, we've seen this about three other times. What else new can you show us? All right, going back to the to uh, what was her name? Rocky. Yeah. No. Glor- yeah, yeah. Gloria Rocky. Lynn Henry. Rocky. So they meet Reggie, uh, the kid, whatever his name was, and they meet Ten. Rocky and her her uh, girlfriend or whatever dies. Boo hoo. Mm-hmm. But so they're meeting, and then and then Tim and Reggie leave, and they drive through the night. The next day, they're driving on a, just a random road. Blah blah blah. Yep. And who's on the side of the shoulder? Rocky. Rocky. How does she get there? Maybe it's all a dream. There's your ending. There's Maybe your ending. It's all a fucking dream. He, he, so that's what they tried to do in number four, and I was like, fuck you. This is yeah, not it's a It's all dream. a dream in, in the tall man's head. <laughs> right. You guys had so much going for you. Yeah, yeah. All right, Nick, so you'd, you'd mentioned it earlier. What was your favorite line? Well, I kind of messed up because I put it in. I thought I, I accidentally did one from movie two, but it was in movie three, so I would count it. Uh, it was when he said uh, Reggie's on the ground and he's uh, the tall man's about to 
uh, I guess, kill him or whatever. He's confronting him right at, right at the very beginning of the recap, and, he, and he, Reggie pulls out the grenade, and he says, eight, eight seconds yeah, yeah. to hell. Everything God. after the... Uh, is that three? No, no. Is everything it? after the... Oh, I thought that was still the, the flashback. The car is number three. Yes! Yeah. They reshot some things. Okay, cool. Yeah, but he pulls the pen, and he says, yeah. eight seconds Because all hell. of that's after the Jawa shooting in the trees stuff, too. Yeah, that's a great scene. That's my favorite scene is the Jawa uh, shooting in the well. Trailer. Mine's a. It was. It's. Uh, it, it's more. Well, I'll just tell you what it is. Um, it's when Reggie's trying to close the gate, um, and he puts his hands on it because he's apparently he's done it before <laughs> to close the gate, and he falls back and he gets up and he says, "I'm too old for this shit." Yeah. So I laughed for a couple of reasons. Yeah. Here. Well. Yeah. So one. Here's. Yeah, yeah. So I laughed for a couple of reasons. One because it's the just classic a classic line. line. That yeah. so many other people have said to before him, but the real reason why I started laughing was because it was I watched the movie after they announced the fifth one, and I'm yeah. thinking if you think you're too old for this shit now, you got a whole new movie coming out, brother. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm really old for this shit. Yeah, wait twenty years. To be Just doing wait this again. Wait thirty years. I'm now I'm really too old for this. Shit. I'm real. What was your favorite? But I have two favorite lines. Um, one is when Tim, when Reggie's like, man, I, I don't know which way to go. Where should we go on this road? And Tim's like, Reggie, look. And the ball, Jody and the ball, tells him to make a right turn. And Reggie's like, well, I hope that ball's got more sense of direction than well, mine. Well. Ah. Um, the other line was... Yeah, I heard that line. And- but he doesn't play yeah. it big. Like, I know he's maybe not the best actor, but... I appreciate that he plays it like he's really trying to say it, and it's not like well. I the way he said it almost sounded like he only had one ball. <laughs> it's like I hope that ball. I hope that ball has more sense than mine, than does. mine do, or mine does. Because I've got a tiny yeah, ball. So I was like, oh, because I started to laugh, and I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. So he only has one ball. <laughs> and I was like, maybe I just heard it wrong. See, I, I must have no, heard that, it wrong. That, happened, sure that happens he, in the second movie. Reggie loses a nut. <laughs> That's the subtitle. Oh, <laughs> they left that part. They didn't do that part he in actually, the flashback. Well, in the that second movie, he horrible. jumps over a chainsaw, so maybe that's Whoa. when he loses that nut. <laughs> you know, ball. <laughs> um, my, my, real, my number one favorite line, though, is when they're confronting the zombie um, and Reggie cocks the four-barrel shotgun and he says... When all of those around you are losing your head, um, oh yeah. fuck! When all those you around you are losing your head, I think no, I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, and then yeah, he just he shoots his head off because the ending of it is something along like, "Do you lose yours?" Or yeah, yeah, you always keep yours. Yeah, how do you keep everybody yours? around you loses their head? You always keep yours yeah, about yeah. you or something. I really like that. I thought that was a cool. Yeah, Reggie just kind of looks like a badass. The four barrel shotgun, which, as you said, Hunter doesn't get a lot of play in this movie. But it's still a cool fucking invention. It's not as good as the boomstick. Uh, well, that's just a regular shotgun. That's a <laughs> that's shotgun. That's just a regular shotgun. This is two shotguns. But it's put a together. boomstick. At least he has a cool name for it. He's got a cool name for this. Four barrel shotgun. Wait, what were you going to ask, Hunter? Well, I bet in five they tape a third one on. <laughs> With a bazooka. Or a fifth one. And a dildo. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to fuck that tall man in the okay. ass. It vibrates. What were you going to ask uh, Hunter before, Nick? What? It's never over. I was going to say, what's your favorite scene? My what was your favorite scene? No, in I don't. Movie? If you have one, no. if you can dig one up. No, I'm done. No, you can't. Bye. <laughs>
Bye. All right, see you. But, I mean, there's nothing in the movie. Well, my favorite scene was the, uh, which I mentioned already, was the uh, the kid and the um, when they re- chased him out of the house, the frisbee with the razor yeah. blades on it. Yes, it was a very stupid scene, and it was so drawn out that it's very drawn out. Anybody could have jumped out of the way, but that's the point in the movie when I was like, okay, I'm done taking this took you that I'm long? I'm just going to wow. find humor in it. And that was the only... My favorite scene was the credits. Yeah. <laughs> Zinga! That was good. That was a good you scene. You sound like Waldorf that and Statler from The Muppets. Scene. My favorite scene was the credits! <laughs> Um, my favorite scene, besides the Jawa scene, the blowing him out of the sky, um, in the beginning, I really like the taglines of each movie. Um, when Reggie's hold, being holed up against the wall, like I think that's a great visual cinematography. Is when Tim opens the door and all you see is Reggie's head in the window of that door, and you're like, "What the fuck's going on behind that door?" And the door swings back, and Reggie's being held up by all those balls. Um, and the tall man, and he goes, "It's over, man. Game's over." He's like, "It's all oh, over." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I and did the, like that. And then the tall man comes fun. out and goes, "No, it's not." And then Tim gets pulled through, a la never over. It's never no, over. It's never over. I like the point until he swung the ball. I mean, I knew exactly what he was being held up with. I was like, "Please don't show that it's a thousand balls just holding up against the wall." <laughs> Why? Open the door. That's and what cool. was it? Oh, a thousand balls. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait, what would have made that better? Other than a thousand balls, credits right there. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but if that was yours and Hunter's movie, that would have happened after the first. That would have happened after the job. No, we would have just took the money the and never after, filmed the first minutes. Minutes. Just ran. No. It would have been the shortest movie dollars. ever. It would have been opening credits and go. then closing credits right into Wait, it. Wait, maybe maybe that's how the Turtles got that money. Yeah. Was they were given $2.5 million to make a Phantasm movie. You're like, you know what we could do with this? Whatever we wanted. Pizza? TV. <laughs> All right, I guess it's final thoughts. Uh, this movie sucks. Ratings? One out of five. One real. Oof. Uh, I'm going to have to agree with Eric on my rating. Oh. It's going to be one real for the fact that what? horrible acting, except for the kid Reggie? and the tall man. Everything? He's a piss poor hero? Uh, he. You want to know what's wrong with. What was funny is about probably about three quarters of the way through the movie, I thought that was Dean yes. Norris. And if nobody knows who Dean Norris Breaking Bad, he plays Harry. Uh, well, and it's the Hanks, same. Or, I'm sorry, he plays. It's Hanks, the same actor here. from Starship Troopers. People, right? I thought that was him, 100. Let me but check that, that. The guy who that plays is like the an professor. I, yeah, right. Yes. The, yeah. The teacher. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the. Well, not the. It yeah, very the guy similar. that doesn't have the arm. He lost yeah. the arm. I think. Wait, wait, so so yeah. that's why yeah, it is the same you don't guy. like his acting? No, 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 no. That was a side note, but I thought his it, maybe it's just because he, he stuck out so bad because he didn't have any supporting acting around him. Not that he was a great actor, but maybe if everybody else was raised up their acting a little bit. But that not seeing one and two, I think, hurt uh, the story for this movie because I like Eric. I had no idea where the story was going. I was confused as to what the point was, what the plot was. Um, so. That's why I give it a one real rating. Um, mine, I, I would try to rate this as a standalone movie if I were to just watch it. Obviously, I can't because I grew up with them. I've watched them numerous times. Um, I'm going to give it a 2.5 
because I feel with the... With what? We never do half no, rounds. Oh, bullshit. No, round bullshit. it down. Round it up. Nope, 2.5. Three or two. You gave it a two. half. You gave him a half last time. You gave Turtles a half. Decide! Uh, I decide 2.5. <laughs> um, I would give it a C. Okay. If Three we were, it is. If we were, no, if we were giving it like a school rating, A, B, C, D, or F, I would give it a C. Um... And for the reason of right, you wouldn't give it a C plus. Now I would, would you give it a C minus? I, I think oh with the goodness. recap at the beginning and knowing that the tall man is going from town to town clearing it out, I think you are given enough giving given enough information to enjoy this movie. But I will agree with you guys that not knowing the mythology and the connection to these characters, the movie itself is very blasé and thinking and assuming that you already know them, so we don't have to give you a lot. I just couldn't connect with them, because I didn't know them. Right. And I really don't know if 1 and 2 are going to help me connect with them. We'll see. I'll tell you in about 4 or 5 years. So yeah, 2.5 and, and 2 ones. So, hey, did Shay are you guys ready for this? <laughs> Why'd you text Shay? Um, so even though the Shay wasn't able to give us his notes, yeah. uh, we still honored him into picking the next film. Uh, he says, uh, as a celebration of the beginning... He says Phantasm 4, I'm going to kick him <laughs> As uh, a celebration to the beginning of the baseball season and needing a good movie to watch... Oh, a League of Their Own. We will be watching a League of Their Own. Yep. Oh, okay, good. He didn't He didn't take my pick then. I have my pick. Well, you're going to pick a baseball movie too? I Yeah, I am. Well, now... Yeah. Ugh. I was hey, already going to do that anyway. Baseball movies. Am I after Shay? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're we'll be at the top of the order. Mine's Shay. either mine's. I mean, don't tell me. No, I'm not going to say what it is. I'm going to say <laughs> it's equal to or better than A League of Their Own. That's probably equal. Major to. A League of Their Own is a great movie. I've just watched it about three no, times. Not this Major year. League Two. God awful. So there you go. I can't believe Ricky made me buy what? that. What Major League movie. Two is not that bad. Okay, A League of Their Own. League of Their Own. Wait, is that another 1994 movie, or is that 92? I think it's 92 because Forrest Gump came out in 94. Give the wife a little tickle pickle, then I'm on my way. 92. League of Their Own, 92. All right. Yeah. I like that one. That's something I can watch with the wife. (laughs) Is that how you're going to rate it? She wouldn't wouldn't watch Phantasm 3. It's something you can watch with the wife. Oh. Do you think Sam will like this, <laughs> Eric? A League of Their Own? It's in my review. Does she know it? Oh yeah, she loves this movie. Okay. Yeah. No. I don't think I, I don't think Except for maybe I know this guy in the improv community up here whose name is James Dukin. And I understand that people hate nicknames that they've been called for years, but I can't not call him Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. That's good advice. Yeah. <laughs> Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. All right, it's ten thirty. Well, we'll be cutting an hour. Yeah, we'll we'll be cut, old boy. Edit it. Well, it's hard though because I was trying to like the turtles episode. I don't know if you saw. Even yeah. I cut some things out, and it's still like an hour and fifteen minute show. I mean, as long as it's entertaining, it doesn't matter how long it is. Right. I would just like to keep it an hour or less, regardless. Is it really? All right. Well, then we need to pre-edit yeah. then. Can't go for an hour and a half like we did tonight. Yeah. I can probably cut a half an hour. Just yeah. take out the 
Just take out all the uh, Phantasm Three show. Just <laughs> straight to the radio. Take out all the dead spaces. Take out all the breaths. The trailer. There yeah. you go. Make sure you visit real ninety dot com. R E E L nine zero. Yeah. I'm Ricky Glore. And I'm Eric Hunter. I'm Nick Prince. Thanks for listening. Go watch some movies. Go watch your movies. <laughs>